from Glasgow in a roundabout kind of way. We'd really like to be live from Glasgow. Oh we're fo- both sat back around the living room table again for the first time in two weeks on a Friday afternoon. I know, this was an intentionally live show. I know, we had a concept. Oh my God. Conceptual radio. It's gone out the window. Today's theme was, is, <laughs> it's not was, it is, ideas. Okay. And this is a good a concept because we wanted to try and come up with some ideas together live on air. We are still recording this live. We're it's still gonna... 12 o'clock. We're still with you in spirit. Exactly. And this was kind of motivated by, I guess we've both been thinking, I've been thinking quite a long time, I suppose, since 2007, since I did the that Work With Me project where I was looking for somebody, like a collaborator who I could work with. I started to think about... Like the possibility or the impossibility of like jointly conceiving of an idea, and I know that's something that you've been thinking about as well. Mm. Well, I think you know, for uh, not quite well, you know, let's say the first time I worked with someone else as an artist was in 2007. I actually managed to find someone to work with me <laughs> and uh, it did really inspire me the first time I did it and it's it's really been a consistent feature of my practice since then um, I've always been really interested in this idea of working with other people but initially more because I was interested in the idea of uh, how you could develop friendships or relationships through working with someone because I was trying to find a way that being an artist didn't just mean kind of selfishly making something and being isolated from people I was trying to find a way to actually um, build something more permanent than just than just making something or, or something a bit more meaningful to me anyway I mean I'm not saying to all the people who just work alone I'm sure that your work is really meaningful but I just don't really get it I much prefer to have a sort of a combined power really and more just because I really love talking to people actually you know um we were talking about Philippa Perry a while yeah. ago and I, I read something that she, an interview that she did this week, and she was saying that she was an artist for a while. And yeah. the reason she became a, a, a therapist was because she realized she didn't just want to sit in a cold room listening to Radio 4 and drinking <laughs> powdered milk. <laughs> she really wanted to be around people. And um, She should have become a vegan then. At least she could have cut out the powdered milk. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess so. But she would have definitely been listening to a lot of Radio 4, I should have imagined. <laughs> I bet she still does. I'm sure she does. Um, so, But yeah, the other thing that I... Okay, so like a more of a discursive way of creating, I suppose. Yeah. Like um, a more collaborative way of creating. And But the thing that I, I guess it relates to s- discussion we've had in the past to do with like ha- this idea of having flow or synthesising ideas and actually using the live half an hour on the radio as an opportunity mm-hmm. for those like things, to these, these new things to develop in the brain. Yeah, I mean, I suppose that actually what we should say is rather than synthesising ideas, more about... To me, I think the, the word that we're looking for is like synthesizing information. Yeah. Like, so it's like a pool of information. Oh, yeah. And then from that is born an idea. Ooh, a joint so idea. Exciting. Imagine, no pressure. 
But okay, so the way that I normally work as an artist is somebody has to tell me, give me some parameters, otherwise I get stuck. So we do have a few parameters. I don't I, I, if, without parameters, like you get paralyzed by choice, aren't you? Oh, this is was this a uh, framework? I think that goes back to our talk on certainties. Maybe, uh. but I think um, we do have parameters because we are going to be. Can we call ourselves? Artists, radio show hosts in residence. Let's do it. Let's At Edinburgh do it. Festival <laughs> this year. Um, and everybody's on my mailing list. I apologise. You can unsubscribe. <laughs> there is an option at the bottom. But you will have received a little update this week saying that, announcing the exciting fact that we're going to be live from Edinburgh for five whole Fridays in a row. Five live dates. I know, there's Pretty five wild. Fridays in August. That's just the way the, the month has, has, has landed. Um, broadcasting live from the pavilion, but on the Friday, final Friday, the 30th of August, or is it the 31st of August? I think it might be the 31st of August. That is when we're going to be doing an afternoon event. And we've been battering, battering, batting some <laughs> ideas backwards and forwards, but because we rarely ever see each other, apart from on a Friday, <laughs> um... It will be like one person will write an email and send it to the other and it will arrive in their inbox and then they'll have a look at it. And then it's always kind of, you always feel kind of disengaged with the idea if it just pops up in your inbox. Yeah, I think writing an email idea doesn't always work actually. It's more, but it's because also like in order for people to be persuaded of something, I think they have to either actually or at least be tricked into feeling as if they're contributing to that idea. yeah. I and agree. I think that that's a lot of the time, like how maybe artists work when they're sort of in situations where they meet people that could potentially help them or support their work. They have the other person has to also feel that they're getting something from it or that they're part of a process rather than just someone coming out from on high and saying, I've had this thing, I really want to do this, blah, blah, blah. I think people are a lot less likely to want to be involved in that kind of attitude because we're not really interested in individual intelligences anymore, right? <laughs> I know, it's kind of a drag. Want, yeah, people want to feel involved. But I rea- I, I'm conscious time is ticking away because this is our live experiment. You know, right. we need to come up with our idea by the end of the show because I, I, I want to work smarter rather than harder. Right, so here we go then. Let's do it. Right, so the, what we're going to do with this show, the theme of it is called Ideas. We're talking really fast now. And what we're going to do is we're going to come up with an idea for a live event that is happening at Edinburgh Arts Festival on our final Friday of our time as radio hosts in residence at The Hub. You can come and check us out live uh, and listen to the shows, obviously, if you're not going to be around Edinburgh. Uh, but yeah, so here we go. Ideas time. Ellie, do you want to present an idea or should we just have a chat? No, I can't. I can I had to, I can why don't we talk ideas. about the things that we've been talking yeah. about? You can begin. I know, you really didn't need to recap on all of that. I just, I, I worried that we... <laughs> uh, come on, let's go, let's go. Okay, so there were a few, like, I read an article about the uh, daytime disco, which I got quite excited about. Mm-hmm. I think, when was that? Because we were having a disco. Oh, uh, it, was, it was right after we had the, the show about um, dancing. Which wasn't actually a uh, show about yeah. dancing. Modest is, slash dancing. It was a show. But dancing can be a modest activity if everybody's dancing together. <laughs> okay. I like to think. We don't need to recap on that. <laughs> but it just happened that the same day, like, um, I think the first ever daytime disco launched in Manchester. And the idea is that you go on your lunch break and dance. 
And I read about it and I told you about it, but we were out in a pub, weren't we? We were out, we were quite drunk somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's a nice way for ideas. I too, know, because uh, we really thought that's what we we're going to do. This is it. This is what we're going to do at Edinburgh. We're going to have Ellie and Oliver show's lunchtime disco. And I still kind of like that idea because it does relate to a lot of things that we discussed in that show and in other things about, yeah, I think... Um, for me, like you say, I do think that dancing can be like an an unmodest activity because an a modest activity. Oh. Sorry, yes, no, I mean a modest activity. <laughs> I mean, because uh, uh, although dancing can be a way of like trying to prove how cool you are, it can also be a way of like just forgetting about coolness altogether. Yeah. And just getting loose That's and shaking it down. That's the best type of dancing. Exactly. It's my favourite type of dancing. That would be the dancing that the Alien Oliver Show Yeah, we're looking for sincere dancers to come down, have a great time. But so, yes, this is one idea. I mean, my problem with that idea purely is just the fact that it is actually someone else's idea. That we've synthesised. That we've synthesised <laughs> away from them. And this is the problem, really. Like, I've, I'd be much more interested in at least having a dialogue with this person who invented it. Because I think, imagine... If you'd invented this thing and then you suddenly... I mean, imagine how you might feel if you'd found out someone else was... But the thing is, Oliver, doing they didn't invent artwork. it as an artwork. Like, Oh, it's not about just an artwork, though, but it's an idea, isn't it? It's yeah. a, ge- a gesture put out there, and I think but it's... Can I just come in here and say that oh. whoever invented the urinal, for example, didn't mm. invent it as an artwork? No, but I think we should but not We should not think yeah. about it Alien as an artwork, show is really. An artwork. Yeah you know um but it's it's slightly more i understand what you mean about a urinal but the thing with a urinal there's a certain it's a lot more functional and widely applicable purpose (laughs) i i I don't know is a urinal the same as a lunchtime disco i guess they're both some kind of emancipatory action which would be better if everyone did it rather than no one did it i think if nobody did a wee we'd be in trouble well actually though i don't thank people for urinals i think it's revolting that men have to piss in a trough i'm very (laughs) anti-urinals actually much rather just go and do my business behind a closed door would you go and see rather go and see a a urinal in a museum than Uh, i'd just rather not see them full stop do you know i I mean if people are i don't yeah i really don't I don't like them. Anyway, slightly off off topic. But there is another there is another really exciting possibility on the, the horizon. Mm-hmm. This is like I mean I, I'm really into this. So I don't know if people who are listening know this person, but they should do if they don't, and that is Miss Naja Syed, who Ooh. runs artstarstv.com. If you're an artist or have any interest in culture and you don't know this channel you don't know who this person is you need to check it out mm-hmm. um we're both really big fans we've been watching for a while ellie actually owns the box set I which do. you can purchase off naja's website <laughs> which right, is but no but i think that we should promo her because she's one of the people that's actually doing something that i think is really interesting she is. As, as a project and so we've been talking to her for a little while about um potentially bringing her over to edinburgh to do an exciting activity mm. which i suppose would complement you know say we did the lunchtime disco and then we also had an idea like she makes films of art events or she goes to interview people i'm particularly interested in um she she's kind of got arabic heritage and so she does star charts for people and so she was talking about maybe coming over and doing chart stars, which I think would be a really cool project. I also think what's nice about it is this seems like um, there's a pool of interests in that idea that are, are both a bit of an Ellie Harrison vibe and a bit of an Oliver Braid 
vibe in the same way as the lunchtime disco is. So I think that both of these things are real possibilities. Um, I mean, the third idea, should I, maybe I should just like throw it all into the mix. Yeah, let's, let's just get it all out there. Because um, we, our first collaboration, you could say, W- w- took yeah, place at the MFA degree oh, show. It was a lovely collaboration. I think like we had the idea like a couple of months towards the end of the MFA degree show. And really, I see the radio show as a development of yeah. this. Mm-hmm. But um, we wanted to start this project called Contemporary Art Club. And the idea of Contemporary Art Club would be that it'd be an opportunity for people like us who had... I guess who developed practices in a certain way mm-hmm. um, that, in it, I mean, everyone develops a practice in a certain way and then some things become off limits, like some things become like, oh, I couldn't just... Uh, well, like it's about what you can justify and what you can't, right? Because yeah. you build it, it goes back to building up a framework or you build up a, uh, I can't remember what the, the word you used at the start of this, but like parameters yeah. for what you think is like a justifiable way of making an artwork. Yeah. But it does mean that you miss out on. Well, yeah, for example, things. like you couldn't just get a blob like a piece of plaster and <laughs> coat it in gloss pink paint and just pop it on the floor imagine that imagine that or you couldn't just like go walk past a skip and find an old photograph that was maybe taken in the 1930s and like tack it to the wall with a nail like not these anymore are, these are just examples of the sort of things that we see around us in contemporary art galleries it's in quite glasgow. interesting do you know what i was at i was at glasgow sculpture studios last night with some friends and um i was wondering around the corridors because they're moving spaces at the minute and there's loads of old rubbish and bits of old artworks that have just been thrown out yeah. on the side but so many of them just looked so much like artwork yeah. straight away like there was this one just an old board with a plaster blob in front of it and then loads of slats of wood next to it. And I just thought that could actually go straight into a gallery in Glasgow. Exactly. So the idea of Contemporary Art Club, I mean, because I think there could be something really like fun and liberating and expressive with not having to think about your artworks until just doing something, you know, just putting a piece of like crap on the floor and going, look, look at the aesthetic value of that. Well, I mean, maybe the first, maybe you should explain the first Contemporary Art Club piece we made and actually the activity, how that came about because it was quite liberating. Can well, you I'd remember? Like to, I'd like to explain that, but before, I'd like to just explain the idea of Contemporary Art Club was that it would be like a Sunday club or it would happen one day a week where you would go with no preconceptions and just bash out these contemporary artworks, mm. you know, just make these, like, random things just for the fun of it, like, in the same way that a Sunday painter or something may just do Sunday mm-hmm. painting on a Sunday as a leisure activity that we could embrace contemporary art and create these kind of artworks that we see being, like, churned out left, right and centre just for the sheer fun of it. The thing is, though, actually, like, to make a slight amendment to that, I don't know whether it's quite the same as having a set date and time because it's more about, for me, Contemporary Art Club was more about you're some people that are friends together and one day you can just be walking down the street and see something in a, in a way, right? I mean, I don't, I feel a bit embarrassed. God, this is such a Duchampian show. We already talked about Uranus, but you know, like this idea of Duchamp saying like, you don't choose the ready-made, the ready-made chooses you. And like, so the first time that we saw a piece of, or a thing that we thought would be a, a part of Contemporary Art Club's output, we were just walking down a street, right? One night and just through being two friends walking down the street and both of us just seeing something and being like, oh my God, that's 
a contemporary artwork. And it was like one week or le- it was about five days before our MFA show yeah. opened. And we were like, right, let's steal that and try and put it in the MFA <laughs> show. <laughs> like, who cares about like having sub- having to had to submit a proposal like two months ago to John and Graham? Sod that. Let's try and get it in. Obviously, for their credit, they wouldn't let us. It was brutally rebuffed. <laughs> But we still tried to sneak it in, and do you want to explain what it is? Yeah, so um, I don't know if people remember, but uh, in 2010, there was a show called School of Saatchi, I think it was called. Yeah. And there was an artist at the Slade, I think she was called Eugenie Scrace. Yeah. Uh, it was quite a cool name. And I'm sure she's a lovely lady, but she made an artwork where she walked past a fence with a log or a tree or something that had grown into it. And, and you know, this, this uh, programme, we were talking about it at school a lot, as I'm sure lots of art schools were, in a kind of disparaging way. But one night, me and Ellie were walking at West Princess Street, which if you live in Glasgow, or better if you don't live in Glasgow, is like the centre of student Bohemia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and luckily, there was an old fence <laughs> there. And somehow... Some old trees have got woven, grown inside it. It was like a, a very lo-fi replica, a less beautified version of Eugenie Scrace artwork. But it's heavy, really heavy, like a massive gate. It must have been, do you think it was like 10 foot long and about 6 foot up? It was one of those things that you'd had down the side of a building. Like side. a barrier. And we were lucky because had it been an actual fence like her, she had to get the council to cut the fence out. Whereas we could just actually pick this up and carry it down the street. And, and we just, did we just... We went to bed. Well, you made me get up at five in the morning. Got up at five in the morning the next morning, carried it all the way from West Princess Street to the glue factory, which must have been a good 20 minutes, half an hour walk yeah. in the early morning, carrying this ginormous fence with these... you. And it's lovely because those are the kind of activities that a lot of the time, um, well, you know, you just don't normally get to experience that, no, do you? I mean, nice I, did, to do that. I did resent the fact that you made me get up so early, but I guess I But I think it's part it of the experience, you know, yeah. just sneakily doing it and then depositing it outside the glue factory. And then we tried to get it in the show and, like, John and Graham wouldn't let, let us fair, fair play to them. Um, but we still actually just left it there and people yeah. saw it. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually better because it was hiding in a rather shadowy part of the building, but it was there. <laughs> Sneaky little contemporary artwork. <laughs> By Contemporary Art Club. I know, really exciting. So I guess we were thinking, well, we could do Contemporary Art Club um, for an afternoon event and invite other people to come along and just make yeah. these like creative like expressions of like random... But like the problem with it is, and this is the problem that I've experienced a lot with doing communal ideas, is actually when there's a situation where you're given the freedom to work collaboratively and to select things like that, it actually doesn't happen in a very like natural... Uh, sincere way like it actually for me like it wasn't about taking the piss out of this Eugenie's Grace artwork just the fact that we saw it together and both just thought that thing and that's to me that's where the magic in that thing lies um rather than it was magic and I guess like with any maybe this is a problem with any like sort of socially engaged artworks or where you try to like deliberately involve the community, it's like you might get the community there, but then you may have to sort of force the situation to happen. Oh, yeah. Like you may have to then like say say we got a community of people to come join us at C- Contemporary Art Club. Um, I just thought of another idea. <laughs> um, that then it could then just get quite awkward. Where if you just invited people to come and dance, then there's yeah. less like it's just you know it's just about experiencing it. It's not about 
and stuff could come out of that and ideas could come out of that and people could meet each other and chat to each other but it's less about forced situation I just thought something okay go remember on. ages ago during um, Glasgow International and I just put ages this ago. <laughs> ages ago I just put this shout out quite randomly and never followed it up that during Glasgow International we should start having a lunch club yeah or because we'd be broadcasting on location and that we could use the broadcast as an opportunity to invite people down mm. and that we could then like continue into a lunch I'm still kind of keen on that idea because one thing about Edinburgh that we like is falafels. They have really, really good falafels. Shout out to anyone in Edinburgh that's making falafels. I know. Especially Palmyra. Oh. And obviously that falafel is a great vegan lunch. And it's also a lunch that non-vegans can enjoy (laughs) with their (laughs) vegan friends. So we were thinking about like, and and one of the perks we're getting out of Edinburgh Hour Festival, dare I say they're not paying us, (laughs) I probably shouldn't say that, but they are giving us free lunch and free travel and hopefully some free tickets. So you can ask Phil, why would you be paid for something that's purely a hobby? We don't want to go pay, it will corrupt. It's not work. It will corrupt the integrity of Listen, the show. Listen, do you think that we should play a song? We should play a song, but... A song. A song. A schlong. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. No, but I like this idea of the flaffles. Lunch club. Let's play a song. Let's play a song. So I'm going to play my song first this week, right? And then are you g- I thought you were going to play out on your song. Yeah, my song might... Ru- might we might lose listeners. Quite interesting. No, yeah, okay. So let's do my song. Right, well, I've chosen this song today by two guys that I think are really cool. Um, they're called the Dead Poets collaboratively and they're made up of this one guy Mixie who's sort of like in his 20s like a rapper and then this other guy Mark Grist who was an English teacher and a poet and then he moved into the world of doing rap battles and they tour around I think they do shows at Edinburgh actually and so this is their song it's actually a Mixie song featuring Mark Grist and it's called Dead Poetry and it's just about two people I think coming together and Mixing their own ideas. Cool. And I think while we're listening to it, we need to just like recap on what we think because we're only going to have like less than five minutes to synthesize our idea. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Bye. Let's play the song. Bye. Yes, yes. New styles. Indeed. You won't know about this if you haven't seen the shows. Best keep your eyes open. Pick up Mr. Gristo. Thank you very much, Michael. Let's, let's do this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
decide to find your rhymes. You can make it work, we disagree, but we won't start fighting. I know some of my ideas are a bit too urban for your liking. I'll stick to my writing, you stick to your typing. We'll keep colliding stars and finding ways to keep surprising. I'm surmising our styles have been more shaken than stirred. It's been a laugh, not a test, sharing words at their best. Perhaps crusty poetry's even grown some verbs on their chest. I hope it's a testament to our mutual respect that we're sharing our work. Investing, not being tourists. Bang the heads together of two seasoned performers. You get a show the pros and now describing as flawless. I'll be warning you, the exercisingly moorish and mix you when you're done and you finish recording this. I'll let you come round in time to borrow my disorder. You've been nearly a hundred others to get the grand in Leicester. Left the punters, I made trades and confused from Stockton to Exeter. Though I got the last show solo, you couldn't get there. The rest of the scene out there, best prepared. Maybe next year we can take over and do this. Drop the day job and still speak to the public and teach the school kids. Take the music and use it to educate the young and foolish. Grist and mix up the old school with the new shit. Yeah, that was uh, that was really rather good, actually. Uh, Marvellous, awesome. Big shout out to Pint of Poetry, oh, yeah. uh, Poets United, oh, yeah. Speakeasy, oh, yeah. anybody that is involved in any of those. about four and a half minutes to brainstorm some ideas and we think that we might have come to some conclusions about the previous like we're going to do five shows in edinburgh and on the f- we're going to have a, a kind of theme that runs throughout the first four which will be a falafel friday and it'll be a very informal f- theme where we'll pick four um falafel restaurants in edinburgh and each friday we'll go to a different one and we will set a, set a time, maybe one o'clock, maybe half one, depending on yeah. what time we'll be ready. Probably half one would be more half realistic. One. And we'll just say where we're going to be, and then whoever's listening is free to come and join us. But maybe there'll be some sort of review process. Yeah, I think a review process would be good. Falafel Fridays, and then on the final Friday, yeah, we will celebrate the, the, win- the best falafel, falafel. in yeah. Edinburgh. So that's a good start. Okay, so we've got falafels, okay, and then because people will be coming down for their lunch times afterwards, so we'll be doing the lunchtime activity, right? This is the key thing. What are we going to do on the final Friday? I would like Nadia to come. Me too. Please come, Nadia. Please come. But what I think is why I would love Nadia just to come and make a film about us. Because what Nadia does, you go and check her films out, but she's kind of got quite a... Like I think uh, she says Gonzo style. Right, she has quite a, a, a unique approach to like I guess treating egos in the mm-hmm. art world. She doesn't really have much um, tolerance for big egos in the art world, which is fantastic because there's so many big egos in the art world. I don't know if we've got big egos, but I'm happy for her to kind of <laughs> take the piss out of us yeah. or like just make a film yeah. and like document the experience of being in Edinburgh. And she could also come. And maybe do some other stuff with the other ex- exhibitions that are going on. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. I think it'd be really festival. great for her if she could come and get something else out of it. Yeah, so, like, in terms of a collaboration, because it's obviously difficult because she's not here, Yeah. how much can we synthesise her ideas into what we're going to do? I think that we should just really Well, she does want to make a film, actually. I'm sure she said she wanted to make... Well, she wants us to do some kind of sexy posing for her. Nadia, just come on Friday the 31st of August... 
come for the whole day. Obviously, you can stay <laughs> for the weekend. Um, experience Edinburgh Art Festival. Like, hang out with us, make a film, take the piss, or make us look like we're actually quite down to earth and nice people, because <laughs> sometimes we are. Um, and, and then in the afternoon. We'll all do some dancing. I've seen Nadia dance. She's a really sexy dancer. Have you checked out the pavilion, by the way? Cause it's I've seen it. I've seen it on the internet. It looks quite glassy. Yeah. Just, just do something as simple. Well, I mean, we could just have a little festival, yeah, like a little summer festival, hot and sweaty dance festival. Like it doesn't have to be a lunchtime disco. It could have the ethos of a lunchtime disco, but we could just play some tunes, yeah, because we're all about the pop music and the fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not really into the cool music as you probably were yeah. by now. <laughs> like we could just set up like um, some decks. <laughs> I was gonna say. We could get our hands on some, actually. <laughs> but we might have to do it via CD and MP3. But I think that we could do... Uh, we could host... The, we could do the DJing. People just dance along to it if they want. And maybe we could invite our winning falafel thing. Maybe we could just invite them... Like, just buy loads of falafels and get them to come bring them down. Yeah, and, that'd like, be so cool. And, like, we could just get, like, massive takeaway and then we could have them all, like... So if people want free lunch and they want to have a good old dance and meet Nigel Syage, all in one massive go, right? Yeah. And um, we'll just be flopping around to music <laughs> in a kind of sweaty glass hub. Maybe we should... Because uh, I don't know. Like, I've, I've been thinking a lot about alcohol recently and I've got quite a negative relationship to it like because yesterday I, was thinking I think it's not possible for people to drink if they've got to go no, back to work and actually you, you know i went to a homosexual venue recently and i was sober for one of the first times yeah. ever it's actually quite an amazing because i was still dancing because i just yeah. thought fuck it everyone else is dancing no one knows that i'm sober i'm just gonna dance and yeah. see what happens and actually it was really cool because you do really appreciate that you are actually there I'm really thinking I might go teetotal again because last night there's the launch of the National Museum of Rodeo Derby. Little <laughs> plug there. But I was thinking, should I buy a bottle of champagne? Like, and in the end, I just thought, no, I'm going to get party poppers instead because drink the champagne and then get a bit drunk and then what? Like, yeah, it kind of ruins your evening. Yeah, it ruins your evening and it ruins your the intensity of the experience and that's what I'm all about, like the intensity yeah. of the experience. Well, I think it gives you a different type of experience. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to give up alcohol. I'm still pro. Um, things that alter your perspective but actually <laughs> forcing yourself to dance when you're sober it's really great it's liberating it's really great and forcing yourself to go into social situations that you would only go into when you're drunk normally yeah. when you're sober it can transform. it's actually very problematic the idea that people need to get drunk in order to dance because you need to buy alcohol but you don't need to pay any money mm. to do the dancing so it's almost like some weird way of making you have to spend money on an activity that you can actually just do i know for free yeah that's such a good point but i'm just i'm all about like when i'm coming up with ideas i'm all about not having a hangover like i'm really strict with myself like i won't drink anything if i know that i'm gonna get up in the next morning and generate ideas because we're running out of time now but mm-hmm. i think we've kind of reached some sort of conclusion yeah it looks like I'm it happy to we might have to talk to Nigel Sayage about it again well, hopefully Nadia will have listened send to you this a little, send you a little email later. um but it would be amazing to have her over here yeah um, really cool and uh yeah, we should probably like write that up and get it in an email to Stuart Barnes at the Edinburgh Art Festival. Hey, shout out to Stuart Barnes. But I really like the idea of getting the takeaway falafels. Yeah, that'd just, be like, so cool. Them out on a 
Oh, my Lord. Oh, actually, do you know what, Ellie? Before we do go into your last song and finish, I want to give a massive shout-out to this girl that approached me at the GSA opening the other week called Fee, and I can't remember her surname, but she said those guys listen, like, to Ellie and Oliver show all the time, and I did say a shout-out. So shout-out to Fee. I'm sorry that I can't remember your surname, but thanks for listening. Uh, sorry, I know that was off point, but if I didn't get it in, no, I knew that I wouldn't. It's naughty, but thank you, Fee. So anyway... My song isn't really a song, and feel free to turn off. It's but conceptual radio. It's conceptual radio. When I am in my studio, and when I'm really like in a moment when I'm going to have some ideas, if I want to generate ideas, I have to really, really focus. And like I said, I have to have, don't ha- I can't have any like substances in my system at all. Completely <laughs> clear-headed. Better if I've just been swimming. Better if my inbox is clear and like no other things are distracting me. Sit down, read. I find that reading triggers like a part of the mm-hmm, brain where it like, mm-hmm. opens up like a thing where you can access like and, and begin to synthesize information and generate ideas. But I have to have my soundtrack, which I have mentioned in previous shows. It is subliminal white noise. And people often ask me, what on earth does that sound like? So we're going to give you a sound bite. The, few, the actual track is 59 minutes long. <laughs> And if you want to get it off me, then feel free to tweet or message and I can email it through. But it's changed my life. I've had it since 2007. I'd probably listened to it, like, probably 2000 Isn't times. it the highest play on your well, it's iTunes? it's, like up to nearly 1,000 listens on the iTunes. But the iTunes has been reset several times since I've had the track. So, yeah, close to 2,000, I reckon. Anyway... This is what Subliminal White Noise listens to, it uh, sounds Science. like. <laughs> Listen to it and uh, see if you can get in the zone. Maybe take see. this time to have an idea, right? Yeah, see what you can come up with. And we look forward to seeing you in Edinburgh for some falafels and some flopping about. Uh-huh. And have a lovely weekend. Have a nice time. Or obviously feel free to turn off. Bye-bye.
show.